What's going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am Josh Prepigina here again for another week of MMA. We had a hell of a weekend, but before we talk about anything concerning the sport of mixed martial arts, I would like to extend a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes, when you guys are listening to this, this is Friday. Um, I am recording this on Wednesday, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope that everybody had enjoyed their holiday, stayed safe, uh, ate a lot, and uh, yeah, thank you guys again for listening and tuning into the podcast. Uh, Share it with a friend. If you enjoy it, rate, review, and subscribe. Because that helps more people find this podcast. If you would like to support us monetarily and at the same time get yourself a dope piece of apparel, head to teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA podcast. Thanks again, guys. Let's get into the news. So last week I ended up... um, live reacting to the Bellator card that was going on Thursday. Um, AJ McKee defeating Darian Caldwell by submission in the first round. And uh, I quite enjoyed that. Um, To those of you who reached out and told me that you enjoyed listening to me react, uh, thank you so much. It was uh, definitely out of my comfort zone. I am not the most technical when it comes to talking about fights. Uh, I'm more of like, I just get excited talking about it rather than like breaking down X's and O's. But uh, yeah, it was a hell of a finish. If you guys didn't see it, head to Instagram. The choke was nasty. I think he called it the Makiatine or something like that. Something dope like that. Uh, But congratulations. I cannot wait to see him fight Pitbull if it is Pitbull or if Emmanuel Sanchez could get the up the upset fight Emmanuel Sanchez I am really looking forward to that fight uh Bellator Scott Coker brought it out where he's you know he said that he thinks that Bellator has such a great eye for scouting talent really young and I agree I think they do a great job um obviously you have people like Aaron Pico Guys like Michael Chandler joined the promotion. He was 24 years old. Like, yeah, he had a few uh, fight or two in Strike Force, but Michael Chandler was 24 years old when he joined that promotion, and he was there for 10 years. Um, yeah, I think Bellator does a really good job. You know, they have a a couple guys moving up in the pipeline right now. You have that uh J J J Williams, I think his name is who fought last weekend, who was a stud. He he rocked that guy. You know, a lot of those lighter weights, like, they rival some of the talent in the UFC. Um, so, yeah, Bellator is doing a great job, and AJ McKee is someone who I think is going to be a champion way sooner rather than later. He is a fantastic talent, 17-0 and 0 now, uh, and his next fight is for a title and a million dollars. So once again, congratulations, AJ McKee. 
Uh, and you never know. Maybe sometime in the future there is room for more live reactions. Uh, but the fight has to be the right fight. Uh, the atmosphere kind of has to be set. Um, I may need to have a few adult beverages uh, next time to really, <laughs> to really put it out there. Uh, moving on to some news in the UFC that we found out this weekend. Unfortunately, Piotr Jan, uh, the UFC Bantamweight champion, will not be competing on December 12th uh, against Aljamain Sterling. It came out earlier today that he's had some visa issues. So rather to be safe than sorry, he withdrew himself from the contest. Uh, I'm sure we'll see that fight either late January or early February. That's what the UFC and him seem to project now. And I think that this just gives, you know, Aljo a little more time to get ready. You know, Piotr Jan is a beast. Like Jan is a talent where he could beat you everywhere. Let's be honest. He has fantastic takedown defense. His strikes are out of this world. He's really, really strong. So I think for Aljo, you know, the more time for him to relax and, you know, get his mind right, I think the better. Uh, we have some fight announcements. Obviously, it's been a slow news week due to the holiday, and I'm recording a little earlier, but we do have plenty of fight announcements, a lot of fun ones, so let's get right into it. Jose Aldo versus Marlon Chito Vera. We also have Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. That is a fantastic fight. Uh, three weeks or something like that now. I cannot wait for that one. You have Andrea Lee versus Jillian Robertson. We have big star this year. Chaos Williams against Michelle Pejeda, which is going to be... I don't even know what to expect from that fight. That is crazy. We have... Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera, too. We have Greg Hardy versus Marcin Tibera. And that's it for this week, uh, besides one that I'm going to talk about a little later. Now, let's talk about UFC 255. First off, what a card. This card, I thought that it'd be really good. It was better than I thought. Uh, I think the UFC, you know, they struck gold with how good that fight was because we know a lot of people were not looking forward to it, you know, and it's unfortunate. Two title fights, uh, a ton of, ton of talent on the undercard, and I don't know how much this card really sold, but let's get right into it. One fight that I was really looking forward to that I think delivered was Kyle Dawkins against Dustin Stoltzfus. Stoltzfus, obviously the guy who defeated Joe Pfeiffer on the Contender Series. And coming into this fight, Kyle Dawkins, 9-1. and one. Uh, This was his second fight in the UFC proper. Third fight under the umbrella. Obviously, he had that win on the Contender Series. He ends up defeating Dustin Stoltzfus very, very convincingly by decision. Uh, his striking looked fantastic. Obviously, his ground game is incredible. If you guys don't know Kyle Dawkins, I just want to go over his resume real quick. 
he's someone that really resonates with me because I used to live on Frankfurt and Cotman right across the street from Martinez BJJ. And I went in there one time and I'm, I met the Dawkins brothers and they were just so kind, you know, I wasn't trying to roll or anything with them. Obviously at the time they were Brown belts, now black belts. Uh, they, they were just so genuine and generous to me when I walked in that's, uh, that gym. Like I said, I lived right across the street but uh, I've been following his career ever since, you know, his run in CFFC. And I just want to go over, like, his last, uh, like, six fights. So, at 5-0, and he defeats Jonathan Webb by Darce Choke. He, that's right before his Contender Series fight. Obviously, he beat Michael Lombardo by unanimous decision. Goes back to CFFC, defeats Steve Regman by Darce Choke. Nolan Norwood by Darce Choke. He loses to Brendan Allen and by unanimous decision, his first loss of his pro career. And then he comes back and defeats Dustin Stolzfoot's 30-27s across the board. Just beat up and battered him the whole fight. He's a problem. I cannot wait to see more of him. And we got some pretty cool news coming off of an Instagram post from Kyle's brother, Chris. Uh, it looks like he signed a bout agreement. This will be his third walk to the octagon. Uh, his first two fights, he defeats Parker Porter in the first round, punches and knees, and then in his second fight in the UFC, defeats Rodrigo Nascimento by strikes in the first round. He He's a beast, man. I can't wait to see him fight again. My guess is that that fight will be on Fight Island. Whoever it's against, obviously, we don't know right now. But that is Kyle Dawkins and Chris Dawkins, And then the headliner of the early prelims on ESPN2, we had Alan Joban defeating Jared Gooden by decision. I think both these guys look good in the fight. Uh, Jared Gooden, man, he's got some power. Alan Joban just looks so sharp. He hasn't been in the cage in a while. Um, I think this is the first time we see him this year. He hasn't fought since April of last year when he lost to Dwight Grant by decision. But uh, Alan Joban, man, just a few days. Well, actually today, as I record this, it is his birthday. So happy birthday, Alan Joban. That dude, stud, man. You look like a million bucks, Alan Joban. In the cage and out the cage. Congratulations. Moving on to the prelims. We had a fantastic fight. Nicholas Dalby defeating Daniel Rodriguez by decision. Uh, here's the thing, man. That was that fight was extremely close. Uh, that's something that I have to go back and watch. I did not get a chance to watch that fight again. Um, but I think D-Rod won that fight, man. I don't know if I'm the only one. Or maybe I was just biased because I'm a fan of... Daniel Rodriguez, but uh, Nicholas Dalby looked great. I just think that Daniel Rodriguez just looked a little better. Um, but it was a great fight, man. I can't wait to see both these guys fight again. I don't care who they fight. They throw hands. Uh, nobody's pressing the action on the ground, um, which isn't a problem for me, but I do enjoy a more stand-up fight. That was great. Um, talking about ground game, Antonina Shevchenko, 
showed off her ground game against Ariane Lipsky and ends up defeating her via TKO. Uh, that was a great performance, man. Antonina Shevchenko, the older sister of Valentina, um, obviously not as revered as Valentina, but I think that she is a great talent. And uh, here she goes. She's going to keep climbing up those ranks. Uh, I believe if Antonina's going to continue to climb up where well, she'll be number one, I think Valentina will move up to 135 whenever that does happen, if Antonina is able to do those things. Moving on to one of the fights everybody was looking forward to after his viral knockout earlier, you know, a a few weeks ago, to be honest. I was going to say earlier this year. It was a few weeks ago. Joaquin Buckley against Jordan Wright. Joaquin Buckley living up to the height. I am so proud of him. I was terrified, you know. I was scared that he wasn't, you know, going to have the hype anymore. But he went into that fight extremely angry, uh, which we'll talk about after the the fight proper. But uh, he put a hurting on Jordan Wright and was able to finish him, excuse me, in the second round via strikes just knocked them silly man Jordan Wright he's so good but Joaquin Buckley was out there to prove a point congratulations Joaquin Buckley after the fight he has his post-fight interview with Joe Rogan and called out James Krause you know he gave a great he cut a a great promo saying how I'm not gonna say his name I'm not gonna say his name oh it was fantastic I, I can't wait to see that fight because James Krause is so damn good. And Joaquin Buckley is on this tear that that should be fireworks early next year. Or or maybe, you know, there's still time this year. Let's see what they do. Headliner for the prelims, Brendan Moreno against Brendan Royvel. Uh, unfortunate stoppage in the first round. Brendan Royvel's shoulder comes out. And while he's trying to pop it back in while he's on the ground, Brendan Moreno is just blasting this guy viciously on the ground. Uh, congratulations, Brendan Moreno. You looked great. I think Brendan Royvel looked fantastic as well. I wish this fight was about six minutes longer because that's how good they were. I knew it was bound to come to a finish. I just didn't know it would be that early. Man, that Brendan Moreno, he is so good. So damn good. Uh, Brendan Royvel showed that he belongs in that upper echelon. I hope that he gets a big fight. Moving on to the main card, we had a rematch. Mauricio Shogun Hua against Paul Craig. Paul Craig getting the finish in the second round. Yeah, Shogun just looked like a shell of himself. Um, He tapped to strikes. Now, I don't know if that was because of... The injury or just Paul Craig really put it on him. Uh, It was extremely unfortunate. You know, Shogun has really been on a run, like, under the radar. You know, besides losing to Anthony Smith and having that draw with Paul Craig before, uh, he defeated Noguera, Corey Anderson, John Vellante, Tyson Pedro, Noguera again, um, and just... Really didn't look good. 
he he taps the strikes in the second round, like I said. Unfortunate. Uh, I don't want to see him fight anymore. He's 39 years old. You know, you figure by the time he gets in the cage again, well, he he turned 39 today. Happy birthday, Shogun. Uh, but by the time he gets back in the cage, you know, he'll be that much closer to 40. So for me, Shogun, you're already a legend. You know, hang it up now while you can. Uh, he's someone who, you know, I was never like a Shogun guy. You know, I was always an Anderson guy. Um, and obviously they're two different weight classes, but that was my Brazilian, you know, star, you know, air quotes. Um, but Shogun, I, I recognize how much of a legend he is, you know, he's fought all the greats, you know, he's fought in pride. Uh, obviously he fought in the UFC forever, but he's fought people like Rampage. He fought Nogueira three times, Overeem. Kevin Randleman, one of my favorite fighters of all time. Just, I love Kevin Randleman. Um, Forrest Griffin, Mark Coleman, Chuck Liddell, Mashida, John Jones, Forrest Griffin, Dan Henderson. You know, this guy's really fought the who's who of MMA. I really think he has nothing else to prove, and it's time for him to hang it up. But moving on up the card, we had Caitlin Chikagan defeating Cynthia Calvillo via decision. She looked great in this fight. You see her in this fight, and I forgot that she lost, you know, two or three weeks ago to Jessica Andrade. I forgot that, you know, Valentina put a big whooping on her. She looked that good. I love that she's basically has this new thing, like if she's the prospect killer, you know, air quotes once again. Uh, she said... She said that uh, if anybody wants to fight Valentina, they got to fight me first. I love it. Uh, I hope that she continues to go on this run. It's crazy because last week I was talking about her not fighting again, you know, maybe taking some time off to start a family. But it looks like she's back into it. You know, one fight could really change everything, especially for me that I, I forget stuff real quick with a lot of these fighters, unless your name is John Jones. Tim Means coming in off short notice, defeating Mike Perry via decision. This fight was a war. It was so much fun to watch. Mike Perry, as Dana said, he is a fun fighter. He he has his issues, we all know, and I'm not going to excuse him for that. He is a fun fighter, though, but here's the problem. He's a fun fighter who's not winning. So I think that uh, it might be time to cut bait on Mike Perry. Uh, get him the help he deserves, and then... You know, give him one more fight. If he if he if he could win that fight, you know, book him on a fight to fight basis. But if he loses, he's out. Uh, he's not competing with these guys. You know, yeah, he's having fun fights, as Dana said, but he's not winning. <laughs> you got to win. He's not in there to be a champion. That's a problem. We had the co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko defeating Jennifer Maya. Yes, it was a decision win. Yes, Jennifer Maya won a round. You know, she won whatever, three minutes of the fight as in the 25 minutes. But Valentina 
was as dominant as ever. That's the first thing I thought of when I when I was listening to the commentary, to be honest. I hate the narrative that if Valentina isn't knocking these girls out or if she's not, you know, just putting a beating on these women that that she is she losing a step? Like, no. It's not even like she's having an off night. She's winning this fight. Like, they need to stop looking at these girls like they're suit like Amanda Nunes. Do you remember Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandamy? And everybody's like, oh my God, look at Nunes. Maybe she's lost a step. But she put a whooping on Jermaine Durandamy. Like, these women don't need to knock everybody out. Sometimes a dominant five round decision is what they need. And that's what she got. She crushed Jennifer Maya for that whole fight. Jennifer Maya, fantastic on the ground. Guess what Valentina wanted to do? She wanted to go to the ground. Uh, if she stood up on her feet, she was lighting her up, you know, with strikes. They weren't powerful, but she was hitting her. And that's what counts, right? You know, she was point striking her. She looked great. Um, I hope that she can make a quick turnaround. It sounds like the UFC wants to put Jessica Andrade against Valentina. It's a shame. You know, Lauren Murphy is waiting in the wings. She's got a hell of a winning streak going on. Uh, I'm curious to see what the UFC does next. And in the main event, Davison Figueiredo against Alex Perez. Obviously, Davison's first title defense since defeating Joseph Benavidez for the vacant flyweight title. He submits Alex Perez in the first round. Uh, Alex Perez looked competitive for, you know, whatever it was, the three minutes that the fight went. But uh, Davison just proved to be too much. He he's strong. He's he can beat you anywhere. He's gonna either knock you out. He submitted this guy. Obviously, he's he's great on the ground. Uh, he's extremely powerful. He was probably I think Joe Rogan said he thought he was 150 pounds in the cage that night, which is crazy to think about that he weighed 125 pounds. You know, whatever, 48 hours before that. But um, Davison. Here goes the fun part about this fight. Uh, he gets the finish in the first round. Immediately at the press conference, Dana says, Davison's not going home. We're going to do Davison Figueiredo against Brendan Moreno, December 12th, UFC 256. It's gonna If the fight happens, it is the fastest turnaround for a UFC champion to ever defend his title once again. And this is great. I cannot wait to see that fight. You know, it's crazy. Before the Davison fight even happened, after I saw the Brendan Moreno defeating uh, Brendan Royvel, obviously it's unfortunate that Royvel had the injury, but something tells me that when they get in the cage, Brendan Moreno can finish Davison Figueiredo. <laughs> He's just so scrappy. He's so fast. I think that he has a real shot. Uh, I'm praying, praying, praying that he can make it to the fight. Both these guys, obviously, Davison is huge. Like, he is such a big flyweight. And for him to cut weight back-to-back after three weeks, um, I'm hoping that he's able to do it healthy. And then he goes into the fight the best, you know, Davison that he could be. Um, 
I cannot wait for that fight. December 12th, UFC 256. That is replacing the Piotr Jan Aljamain Sterling fight. That's exciting. That's that's how you do it, UFC. Like when people ask what's next, you should always have an answer like that. That is a fantastic fight to make after this past weekend. And moving on to this upcoming weekend, uh, UFC fight night, Curtis Blades versus the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. I think that this should be a really fun fight. Curtis Blades has improved immensely in every aspect of his game. And Derek Lewis has improved in his takedown defense. So this should be a really exciting fight. Uh, you know, the thing about Curtis Blades is, yeah, we know him as a wrestler, but he has knockout power as well. Derek Lewis is tied with a bunch of people for the most knockouts in UFC history. So I'm looking for a knockout in this fight. Honestly, if if Blades wants to play it safe, you know, he can try to grind out two rounds, you know, against the Black Beast and then try to submit him in the third. But honestly, if if Derek Lewis could land on him, we've seen what happens to Curtis Blades when one of these strong strikers land on him. You know, Francis Ngannou beat him twice. So uh, no hate against Curtis Blades. I think he's a great fighter. But I am a Black Beast fan. You know, he's he's just so fan-friendly inside the cage and outside of the cage. So that should be a really fun main event. In the co-main event, Anthony Smith against Devin Clark. Now, I'm not really sure where the UFC's head's at with this matchmaking. Obviously, Anthony Smith ranked number 7 in the light heavyweight division on the UFC rankings. And Devin Clark, not ranked at all. I mean, his last fight, he defeated Alonzo Menafield by, you know, unanimous decision. And then before that, beating Daquan Townsend, who's not very good. Um, yeah, I don't get it. But, uh, hey, more power to you. You know, I'm all, I'm all for unranked guys fighting ranked guys, but when it makes sense. And I'm not sure how much this makes sense, but hey, Devin Clark, you got a hell of an opportunity in front of you. I hope you seize the moment against a dog like Anthony Smith. He's such a he's such a beast. You, it's hard to count him out. You know, it's it's been tough to watch him this year, uh, especially that Glover Teixeira fight, but the dude never gives up. So that should be a really fun fight. In the heavyweight division, we have Josh Parisian against Parker Porter. Uh, this might be my favorite fight of the weekend. Miguel Carmel Thunder Baeza against Takashi Sato. Miguel Baeza is just a star waiting to shine. This dude is a great fighter. He's 9-0. He's incredibly young in his career. Obviously a product of the Contender Series. Uh, and he has a very, very tough task in front of him in Takashi Sato. So I think if he could put together a highlight reel performance, Miguel Baeza is on the fast track to stardom. Uh, then we start off the main card with Spike Carlisle against Bill Algio. That should be a really fun fight. Those guys both throw hands. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Uh, just some other notable names on the undercard. 
uh, Ashley Evan Smith versus Norma Dumont. We have Martin Day versus Anderson Dos Santos. Rachel Ostevich is on this card, who quite possibly could be the worst fighter on the UFC main roster. Like, her record is 4-5. and five. What's next? They're going to sign Rowdy Beck Rawlings again? Like, come on, UFC, do better. Like, I get it. She's attractive, but that doesn't... <laughs> that just doesn't work. You got to be good, too. You got to be a good fighter. Uh, then I see Luke Sanders starting the night off against Nathan Manassas. So maybe one of the lighter cards of the year, but you can't blame them. They're coming off of a holiday. <laughs> um, but I am really looking forward to a few of those fights on that main card, mainly the main event. I think that if Derek Lewis could really put together, you know, and put it together, put everything together. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so tired. I think if he could put it together and defeat Curtis Blades convincingly, that he is on his way to a title shot once again. So that is UFC Fight Night. Uh, we got more stuff in December. Um, I'm really trying to think the schedule out in my head because obviously there's four weeks between UFC events. So what I'm going to do is I think every other, I'm going to still record every week, but I'm going to record to review the last UFC card of the year. Then the week after that, as long as there's no big news items, I'm going to do an off the cuff. Then just basically like every two weeks, I'll have an off the cuff instead of a regular episode, unless there is like a crazy amount of news that I have to cover the MMA world. I will do it, but I might take that time to just, uh, do some off the cuffs. Obviously we're going to end the year off with the award show, which I can't wait. Uh, as of a few weeks ago, Ron Pash is going to join me on that show. Uh, I hope that he's feeling better. Pash, if you're hearing this, I, I pray that you're doing better, buddy. I'm really praying for you, man. I love you, dude. I can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, but yeah, that has been this week's YBE MMA. You can find me on all forms of social media, Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram and Teespring, YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week. Week.